Eric, I'm, I'm in too uh, I'm in too much for your fragile state for you to check with me right now. Hey, welcome to me talking to you. <laughs> Why are you friends with me then? If I make you feel like this, <laughs> this is bad. We're in, this is an abusive relationship, Eric. I'm telling you to get out. <laughs> Hello gamers! See, I'm keeping the energy oh. down because Jasper and I are so tired. So nice. That's so nice. We're so tired. We're just being really mellow right here, you know? Just right here. Give us five Welcome minutes, to we'll Ga- be back on our bullshit, it's fine. Oh, we will. I'm just, this is a slow lead again. <laughs> Welcome to Games and Feelings, an advice show about playing games, being human, and dealing with the fact that those games will involve other humans, sometimes... In an atrium in San Francisco at a hotel, which is near the airport, which is pretty close to San Francisco, but it's not exactly San Francisco. I'm your host and question keeper, Eric Silver. And the thing that I do when I'm traveling, which feels like someone's pranking me with a terrible minigame, is fi- is figuring out new showers. Interesting. I, Fun. Yeah, okay. Uh, the shower <laughs> that I had in my hotel in San Francisco was so complicated, it neither went out or in, so I had no idea how to turn it on and off. I felt like I was just spamming buttons trying to make the the um, water come on. And then, of course, it turned all the way in 360 degrees, which then did change the temperature, but it didn't stop anywhere. It just kind of flipped all At the way around. Point, like it didn't, it didn't like get it get tight. You know what I mean? Like normally if it, if it does like a spin, it's like, it'll get to a point where it stops. Right. But right. It just didn't. It just didn't. And I, it had something to do with the, with the Z axis, which I could not figure out. So it felt like I was in an RPG and just kind of like spamming buttons until like the door unlocked in the way that That's I That's very to. funny. I'm just imagining NPC Eric kind of just bumping into walls and kind of trying to like, you're just desperate trying to position, you, you know, NPC Eric into like the right place to hit the triangle button to do the, do you know what I mean? I just, that, that's very entertaining for me. Just <laughs> imagine this. Me controlling NPC Eric as like an overview of the hotel. Just come on, just get, 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 in, get in the shower. Just get, please get in the shower. Please. Why is it no, so No, don't use your alt special. No, shit. I needed to say I needed to save that. Stop shouting, Jason. Yeah, Please. I'm saying the same line over and over and over again. Oh, I didn't see you there. Oh, I didn't see you there. Oh, I didn't see you there. That and oh, I wish I could have a shower. Oh, I wish I could have a shower. And oh, I'm naked. I'm also naked during this whole thing. <laughs> Uh, Jasper Cartwright, my good bruv who I saw in person and hugged, what is something that you do while traveling that feels like a terrible minigame that has cursed you? Uh, okay, well I've actually got an example of a terrible minigame that curses everyone else, and then I've got an example of a terrible minigame that uh, pranks, that feels like it's pranking me. So the one that uh, okay. pranks everyone else, which I love, is that me and my wife, when we flew out to LA this time, we were sat uh, in those extra legroom seats. My wife's very pregnant, mm. so we were like, well, we'll splash out, we'll we'll get the extra legroom seats, and we were, so we were by the exit door, which means you can see the toilet door, and watching people consistently come up and not figure out how to open a toilet door <laughs> is 
genuinely one of the funniest experiences you can like it's a treat it's a real treat like we 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 would just sit and watch our movie for like half an hour and then someone else would come up and try and open the door and they'd be like hitting the middle and they'd be pressing (laughs) buttons that clearly had nothing to do with the opening mechanism and it was just really 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 entertaining uh just so consistently that people would come up and do the same things and there was a bit that was like hanging off of the door and people kind of checked and trying to pick that up and like plug it back in because they thought that had something to do with it it was just incredible like people it just it really didn't get it i have a question (laughs) what was the correct way to open the bathroom door because i feel like on an airplane there's only one way which is like to take the little thing and then slide it to the right and then it opens and you have to read to see if it's open or locked or unlocked most of the ones i interact with you just push the middle of the door but like you have to kind of get it, oh, give sure. it a firm because if you like tap it it's not gonna like do it's like people kind of like slap the middle of the door thinking that that's just gonna like magically <laughs> allow for more of Pop. this you know what i mean <laughs> yeah exactly it's like no no just like a firm push in the middle of the door and the door will fold on itself and allow you in uh I, it's pretty easy honestly people really didn't get it it's very fun <laughs> Uh, I think the shower one is a good call. Like a sh- like a, a confusing shower often perplexes me. Um, I think mine is usually uh, hunting for outlets by the bed. Ooh, good like, one. That's the. It's like it. I just never. I can never for the life of me understand why hotels refuse to put outlets like uh, just either side of the headboard. It's like. We have them in our houses. We all know that we need them. I'm assuming there's some weird like health and safety fire risk thing where they're like let's not encourage people to have their like laptops and phones in bed i don't right, know and plug it in overnight yeah, yeah 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 like i don't know what the deal is but it's so fucking irritating to the point where i've now started packing extension cables because i'm like no i will sit in bed and on my laptop like and i will not let this hotel best me yeah uh, but it does feel like a stupid mini game or i'm like moving bookcases like and cabinets out of the way to get to the ultra dusty you know uh outlet that's like tucked behind that's got like the alarm clock like wired into it or whatever you know um so you can't steal the alarm clock the uh, one thing you want from a hotel the alarm the alarm clock yey i have so many alarm clocks now it's (laughs) actually here's a hack you can just go down to the front desk and say oops i lost my alarm clock because they just have a lost and found full of alarm they got so many they got so many down there. Um, so yeah, I think that's probably mine. Looking for Alice. Wait, so in your room, in that in your room, you had that stack of like y- mm. plugs. Yeah. Did you bring that, or was that in the hotel? No, no, no. That was actually that was the hotel. Okay, uh, so that's wild that they gave you that, but it was across the room. So truly across the room. It was like on the desk over this other side. Which I guess you know, if you're a normal person who gets up and works from a desk. Might maybe that's really helpful, but for me, who's a little gremlin that refuses to do any work at desk and wants to be on like a comfy chair or a bed, then yeah. it's annoying. And how else am I going to watch TV in bed? Because I'm not plugging my HDMI into the TV because that's just <laughs> way too much effort, and it's not 2007. So <laughs> like, I refuse. <laughs> I feel like that's how people warned you were going to get viruses. Is like if you plug your computer into a television you don't know, that's yep. how you're going to get a virus. Yep, a hundred percent. Let's go download some malware onto my PC, and then that uh, yeah. I'm going to get that ad. Did you get that ad over in America where it's like, and it's like you wouldn't steal like a movie from a store. 
you know? Yeah. And then it's like, so why would you pirate a movie online or whatever? And it was like, <laughs> it was so, it's like the most 2000s video ever. And I like, it's kind of become like slightly iconic. Like I think it, I think yeah. they occasionally rerun it in cinemas and stuff over here. And like, it gets like an audible cheer. Oh, they rerun it? it? Just for fun. That's cool. Just for fun. Yeah. Like just because it's like, it was such like an iconic ad. Uh, I'll see if I can find it for you and send you this like very specific Oh, I know one. exactly what you're talking about, but I've only seen it in meme form. Like I haven't actually seen the advert. Uh, it's always like you wouldn't game you wouldn't games of feelings. <laughs> exactly. That's exactly yeah. it. Oh man. Okay, well <laughs> we're, we're we're post Big Bad Con and we're all sleepy boys. Uh also because we had so much fun there, and I thought that for the games that are giving us feelings, uh we could talk about Big Bad Con a little bit. Because there was a lot of stuff that happened that I was really, really into. Um, because this was my first one and because I heard about all the fun that you had last year. I was going to say, I probably was like quite largely responsible for you being there this year because of how much I talked about it last year. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I kind of get it. So for those of you who don't know, mm. Big Bad Con is kind of like a tabletop RPG game slash media convention. Mm. It's a little bit different than the PAXs, which are like for video game fans or PAX U, which is like for board game fans, it was kind of like more concentrated. It almost felt like a little bit professional. While yeah, we were it's there. definitely more of a like industry meet, I think, than a sort of yeah. general fan meet, you know? Uh, I, there are people that just like are fans of board games and TTRPGs, but like at least 70 to 80% of the people there are like people who like game designers, artists, you know, producers, whatever, like the people yeah. that are doing the stuff. Yeah. And uh, the reason why I, I asked you about this in the first place was that it has such a robust, Big Bad Con has such a robust poc track yes. and programming that i was like oh is this a poc only convention it's like no they're just really good about this stuff no yeah it's um so sean nitter is the uh originator of big bad con and something that he kind of really championed was like wanting big bad con to be this like pipeline for uh pocs and minorities to you know get into the space in a meaningful way and it's uh genuinely incredible like last year when i went and and very much the same this year you know it it was almost this like transcendent experience of going to the poc dinner so on the friday is the poc dinner which is where uh it is a room full of exclusively people of color uh, who have dinner and uh just you know there's lots of speeches about kind of feeling empowered and you know feeling like you can take up space and all of that kind of stuff and it's just very moving you know to sort of feel like you're not in you know, you feel like you're in the majority, which is something that I think, you know, 90% of that room has never probably felt before, uh, given that we live, you know, in, in like America or Europe or, you know, wherever it is. Um, so that was really, really amazing and important. And then, uh, so yeah, as a part of that POC dinner, they have the POC scholarships. Uh, I was a scholar last year. Basically, they like flew me out, uh, which is, you know, from England to San Francisco is not a cheap flight. They flew me out. They put me up in a hotel room. They paid for my badge, all of that kind of thing. Uh, to attend the convention and it was life-changing you know like a lot of the really good stuff that's happened to me this year you know uh, uh, like the shows I'm doing the opportunities that I'm getting the people that I'm talking to kind of stemmed off of the back of even if not directly from that convention like that trip that I did to America was like where I met Abria for the first time 
and uh, you know that worked out pretty well for me. Oh, oh yeah, oh yeah. What are you re- What are you referring to? I don't know. I, I haven't uh, been online lately. Well, so I don't know. What I'm currently about. sat in a Bria spare room, so that would probably be, okay. That's helpful. Yeah, that's probably <laughs> one being, of them. Being in her house certainly helps. Yeah, and being in her house. Yeah. So uh, the the scholarship program is just it's absolutely incredible the way that they handle it because I think that we've you know Eric you can probably attest to this mm-hmm. you know in being a minority yourself it's like there's a so many you know uh mealy-mouthed kind of like here's a scholarship thing and it's like you know yeah. you, I don't know you get like 500 bucks and you get to like attend like a half a day thing at like this corporation's like away day or whatever you know what I mean um but you have no there's nothing meaningful that kind of comes out of it the the difference with the POC track is that like we then have the POC meet and greet the next day, which obviously you were able to attend, Eric. So yes. I'd love to kind of get I... your perspective on, you know, how it felt as not someone who identifies as a person of color, obviously. Like yeah. the POC meet and greet is phenomenal. Like there is never yes. in my life have I heard of or know of a uh, an event in which you get such firsthand access to you know truly like the you know some of the biggest people in the room like critical role had representatives there dropout had representatives there uh a lot of the big game designers had representatives there wizards had people there uh things like demi plane roll 20 you know uh like a lot of the like you know big companies that are kind of doing and supporting stuff in this space were in that room and they the crew works like tirelessly to like match you with people so you get this like little speed dating card um of like people that you should try and see and whatever and and it's yeah it's like kind of incredible in terms of like an opportunity i just i don't know of anything else that's like like that i don't know if you've had something like that before eric no i i want to talk about the poc meet and greet which is why i brought this thing up so yeah i want to explain that so i i've tried to i want to like set the scene because it was just so out of nowhere and something that was actually good the yes. thing that you said the thing that you said about uh how usually like dei like diversity initiatives at companies is just like oh yeah go do something somewhere or have meet with this one group for once, once, uh, once yeah, a month. Yeah, have a tutoring session with my PA. It's like, yeah, I, okay, so it's sure. Like, like, I think I'm more qualified than your PA, honestly, but that's fine. Yeah. And from the outside, obviously, I'm not denigrating it at all, but it's like a POC dinner feels like a thing that a company would put on that right. felt more common. But this thing, the meet and greet, was one, an incredibly good run event, but second, something you do not see anywhere for in terms of this track and then third it was really good just to have in regards to this convention at large and i kind of like that it was like a little bit gatekeeped for poc yeah a little bit like this was this was probably the favorite my favorite thing that i did the entire convention they very actively said at the beginning hey white people don't talk to each other tonight <laughs> like it's talk so to the POCs. <laughs> yeah so the way that it worked is that y- y- a lot of people signed up uh, whether you were like in industry person looking for people or you were looking to get opportunities and then they matched them up like and Jasper you can be said. both as well i was both this time yeah and i got to as and uh the only white people that could sh- uh, show up were people who had opportunities which was fun really fun for me I, you know being able to offer stuff for multitude outside of just joining the party because it's like 
you know, you want to bring jobs to other people. I think that's important. So the thing, yeah, you you touched on this a little bit. So like, yeah, people were basically like milling about. It was in this massive tent <laughs> out near the pool too. It was huge. It yep. was like the size of a soccer pitch to me, <laughs> like a like a middle school <laughs> soccer pitch. It was kind of like a gymnasium, yeah. Like it's quite yeah. big. <laughs> uh, and and then just like being able to meet people like this. Yeah, the thing that they announced loudly and they said a lot was that like the white people couldn't talk to each other, which mm. honestly was kind of great because it was almost like a little bit of a challenge being like, I need to recognize if I am gravitating towards another white person, and then I need to stop myself. Like, it sounded goofy, but it also was super helpful. Yeah, and I think also, it's a lot of it is like, okay, can we set up a space where the POCs feel comfortable enough to take up space and to talk to people? Because this is is the main thing, and this is the main reason why I think they kind of, you know, slightly tongue-in-cheek made that comment, was that what is so common with people of color is that you will feel like you are like putting people out that you aren't like, you know, uh, that like, oh, they don't really want to talk to me. I don't have a lot to offer. So I'm just going to like stay here and not do this. And I think as soon as you walk into that POC meet and greet and there's like a gaggle of like three or four white people all having a conversation, there's no Mm -hmm. universe in which you feel like you're comfortable. Like, you know, like I might now, you know what I mean? But even last year, there's no way that I'd have then walked confidently up to that group of white people and said, hello, I'm looking for opportunities. It just wouldn't have happened, you know? And so I think it's like a lot of it is is as much to do with, obviously, like you said, challenging yourself to really seek out people of color and see what they have to say. But also I think just letting the people of color know like, no, 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 this is your space to, to do this. And the thing is, I get it as well. And for anyone who's like, oh, it, you know, I don't want any event that I go to to feel like it excludes anyone. There, The rest yeah. of the convention is available to you. You know what I mean? Yes. The rest of the convention, all of these people are still in attendance. You can go up to any of these people at any time and talk to them. So there's no universe in which, you know, you couldn't go up and talk to Matt Mercer or whoever. You know what I mean? It's absolutely oh, fine. Oh, don't worry. Lots of white people did exactly. and took photos with him. It was all the funny thing about it. So there's a, the way that this hotel was shaped mm. is that it's a big atrium kind of in the middle and then like all the rooms were around, around so everyone that, yep. was kind of hanging out in this one place I saw so many photos on social media in exactly the same spot because yep. Matt Mercer was trying to leave and then like 20 people got photos with yep. him he's he either trying wild. to leave or go to the restaurant that's like you know it's like okay I'm sat down for a meal you truly can't bother me here like you know yeah. a social etiquette enough to not just leave me alone in this in this rest- sit down restaurant that I'm yeah. in if I was in CSI I would cobble these all together and being like oh man Matt Mercer never left this spot for three hours hours just from looking at all yeah, yeah, yeah. Photos that's, his, together. that's his alibi uh is that he never left um, that spot matt mercer couldn't have done the crime he was here for you can time. see the clock on the wall here and then the clock on the wall three hours later <laughs> yeah, and you have to like zoom in on the clock and enhance like enhance jasper enhance 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 <laughs> I want to I want to touch on something you you went to about saying that like if you wanted to talk to someone you could do it at the whole rest of the convention mm. for this straw man we're creating of oh that's not fair here's yeah. the thing this this event was awesome it was incredibly mm. well run in general I yeah. got a, I wanted to talk about this also to to put a spotlight on it but to say I got a ton out of it as well mm. I think that that's what I, w- I was saying is like having this sort of meet and greet. Do you have opportunities? 
can you offer them to me? Or having an opportunity to say, do you, I have stuff in a different realm than just chatting and just mm. kind of cutting through the bullshit and then doing this in this space, I thought was really great. Yeah. Because in this, it, it, throughout Big Bad Con, I realized that like, a lot of people want to be talent in tabletop RPG media, because like, don't we all? Yeah. But it's like, oh, I'm actually able to talk about my job as someone who works at a podcasting company and mm -hmm. offer it to someone else. Yeah. And I wanted that in general. Um, it even like it turned into other opportunities because, again, it was also like because like you said, if you were if you were a person of color, you were allowed to be both looking and offering mm. and then so i was some of the people i got paired up with was like mutually beneficial for me and the person who i talked to which yes. i thought was really which i thought was super nice it almost like it just flipped the power dynamic in an, imagining a world where there is not this hegemony of white people talking yes. to each other in a in a, in a place and, and I, big, that's what i loved yeah and the big difference that i noticed as well when i talked to people and i kind of got it this year because i felt like you know i was in this like cool bracket this year you know and i, I can try to talk about, a bit about this if it's of any interest to anyone uh it, it's it's very weird being in a place where like a lot of people know who you are um mm. uh, and you don't know who they are you know like uh and i i kind of I, the amount of times i felt bad because i was like i do I know you? Do, uh, should I know? Should I know who you are? I'm so sorry, I've forgotten your name. Um, but what was interesting is that everyone that you meet in these in this P the POC meet and greet is like has stuff that they're looking for. You know, it's not just yeah. that they're turning up to show face to be like, oh, look at me, I was at Big Bad Con and I was helping out all these people of color. It's like, no, 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 I have opportunities. I'm hiring for this, or I'm looking for you know, to build out this, or I'm looking to build out that. So it's like the difference that that makes, you know, for, for, for people who are seeking opportunities to be like, oh no, you genuinely do have something. Let's see if I fit this bracket kind of thing is huge. Yes. Cause it's like, yeah, again, just the difference between like that and your sort of the, the corporate version of this, which is where it effectively just boils down to like, I'm here to do like, you a bit of a favor and make my company look good you know like everyone yeah, i spoke sure. to you know and i was talking to you know like ceos of companies and stuff and they were like nope we need like x marketing we need this we need this and like we're open to other opportunities like if you have something that you want to you know pitch to us or whatever it is and like again like eric said you just don't you just don't get that uh in almost mm -hmm. any other like environment that i've ever been into yeah it was it was really great it was just really fun and i like that's why i wanted to spotlight it because it's like this isn't just some bullshit dei stuff this was a really really well-run program yeah and i was absolutely. really happy to be a part of it it was also like people followed the rules too like they send out a really really long document of like do's and don'ts and yeah. like scripts and stuff and i was showing it to you in the airport i'm like jasper this is this stuff is wild but i'm like oh it seems like everyone read this i find that deeply interesting that everyone read it and everyone was kind of like on top of it i never had conversations longer than like five minutes i really thought that i was bopping around with everyone and yeah. it seemed like no one was being like creepy i guess for yeah, lack of a yeah. better word well i think so this is one of the things i did a i did a panel actually at big bad con about consent within uh like ttrpgs and you know like gaming generally and like i think one of the big things that we said like that came out of that panel was about expectation setting and it was about like mm. the problem is that like a lot of conventions will have around you know like dudes being creepy or just like people being overbearing or not understanding boundaries and stuff like that is because they do such kind of like middle of the road like hey please don't be 
bad guys kind of like <laughs> you know what i mean like no, no 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 it's like you need to like with big bad con they spell it out this is inappropriate behavior x is inappropriate behavior do not do mm-hmm. this do not do this they don't leave anything up to like you know vague interpretation there's nothing that's like you know they'll yeah. literally be like don't stare at people don't do this don't, like yeah. just stuff that you're like and then what that does is it sets the expectation whereby everyone else is aware of that. So even if you do see it, it's like you're going to be so much more conscious and aware that you can call that out and you can say like, hey, like th- what, what's this person doing? That's not appropriate yeah. or whatever. So I think that just the expectations that are set are very, very clear. And I think that makes a huge difference in like the way that uh, the whole convention feels. Yeah. No, I, I'm 100% with it. I, I think it's really interesting. And yeah, no, I just wanted to talk about it. Ooh. Hey, it's Eric. I'm recording this in upstate New York in a different room, so it sounds different, but I brought you some apples. They're so crisp, like the air. It's crisp, like apple crisp. Jasper hates it when I describe the fall as crisp because I did it in front of him in August and I was really happy about it. But it's the only word that can describe the fall that I love. It's crisp. Uh, welcome to the mid-roll. Hello to our newest patrons, Adam and Jess, over at patreon.com slash games and feelings. A lot of you have joined lately and we really, really appreciate you know, just all of your money and support and saying good things about the show, blah, blah, blah. Uh, Amanda and I just recorded some more Patreon-exclusive replays, and boy howdy, people are asking wild shit in advice columns. I'll tell you that much. As always, shout out to producer-level patrons Polly Burge, Kelsey Duffy, and Peyton, who I hope have also absconded to a secret place that's kind of close, are kind of far away, and are straight chillin'. For those of you in the Northern Hemisphere, hopefully it's crisp. And in the Southern Hemisphere, you're easing your way into spring. I hope that that's nice for you. It is a great day to listen to another show on the Multitude Podcast Collective, like Pale Blue Pod, an astronomy podcast for people who are overwhelmed by the universe, but just want to be its friend. Astrophysicist Dr. Moya McTeer and comedian Corinne Caputo demystify space one topic at a time with open eyes, open arms, and open mouths because they're laughing so much and their jaws are dropped by the majesty of space. Can you believe there have been 50 episodes of Pale Blue Pod? That's wild to me. They did a Q&A, and a lot of people from the Multitude Slack had some big questions that we wanted the two of them to answer. Uh, and just good job, folks. Good job. Thanks for making space good. New episodes every Monday, wherever you get your podcasts or space podcasts in space. We are sponsored by Hero Forge. Hero Forge offers fully customizable tabletop miniatures with dozens of fantasy species and thousands of parts to choose from. Our easy-to-use design tool lets you build your perfect miniature online with a fully 3D in-depth character creator right in your web browser. Have I spent hours messing around with that browser? Yes, I have. Hero Forge offers custom minis in a variety of materials, including now color-printed options. Hero Forge also allows you to download model files for users to 3D print in their unique designs at home. And can I come to your house and use your 3D printer? I would really appreciate that. Hero Forge is constantly expanding the catalog of customizable options. They add new parts every single week and major features like new species and custom posing on a regular basis. I'm going to go over to their Twitter right now 
Okay, I'm over on their Twitter. On October 11th, 24 hours before this, they have just added a new face customizer that adds an extensive system to perfect facial features like regional sliders, click and adjust fine tuning. There's a lot of like open mouthed gasping, which I really like. And they're really making it possible for you to enjoy it and make your mini exactly the way you want it to look. Your role playing world is colorful. Now your minis can be too. Visit HeroForge.com to start designing your custom miniatures today and check out back often. New content is added every week, and they'll put it on their Twitter, and then you can read it in an ad. We are sponsored this week by Raven's Burger Jigsaw Puzzles. Indulge in the timeless pleasure of assembling Raven's Burger Extraordinary Jigsaw Puzzles. This is the voice that I feel like it's like when you're doing jigsaw puzzles. Raven's Burger's premium quality puzzles are crafted with meticulous attention to detail. Ooh, bringing you unparalleled puzzle-solving experiences. Ooh, with a rich heritage dating back to 1883, Ravensburger puzzles have become an integral part of families' lives across generations. Share the joy of puzzling with family and friends, knowing that your cherished puzzies will stand the test of time. Enjoy a mindful moment and immerse yourself in the captivating colors, stunning imagery, and intricate designs that will delight people of all ages. Are you up to the challenge? Shop Ravensburger at your local game store or on Amazon today. And now, back to the show. Uh, we are still very sleepy, so I want to get to some questions here. Questions. Questions. Also, I feel like we got all our bants out because I saw you in person. Oh, truly. All of the bants are gone, Eric. So yeah, it, it's like we're, we were on a sitcom and it, then we started dating and then all the chemistry left the, our the, uh, the The bant bar needs to recharge. We're like the, the second stage boss fight right now. We're about to get our second bant bar, but it's just like, it's going to take a minute. You know what I mean? We're, we're doing the thing when we're kneeling. Yeah, I'm going to pull out a sword. Yeah. I'm going to pull a sword out of the ground. You're going to get like five arms. It's going to be sick. It, that's what I mean. It's like, we're currently doing the thing when we're kneeling in the middle of the battlefield uh, and like swirling with red <laughs> and like, you can't do any damage to us um, during this this period. It's really kind of, uh, it's really annoying for you, I'm aware uh, but but the banter will well. It, it was like we were two separate enemies, and they got us both down to half health. Yeah. We were Eric and Jasper, but now we're like yes. now we're like silver rice. Yeah, the yeah, yeah, the, yeah. the sleepiest boy. <laughs> this isn't even our final form. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's answer the question. Let's answer the questions, bud. You got this. You you got this. Thanks, man. Um, I think this is a, this is very relevant to us because you know we're kind of on the tail end of the big convention season. Uh, so this is from uh, releasing convention tension. Mm. How do you unwind after a convention? Uh, I used up so much energy making friends, and I feel like I'm on a high, and then I'm going to be just my regular self back home and exhausted. Also, I'm still incredibly worried about getting COVID. Help me. Okay, real talk. Uh, get yourself to Big Bad Gone, first of all. They take COVID very seriously. It's still a masked event. Um, mm -hmm. And uh, honestly, it was actually kind of nice. Um, <laughs> I didn't. I feel like I went, I've gone done a full 360 on masks, where I was like, at first I was like, I don't like masks. This is annoying, and it itches my face. And now I'm just like, I feel comfortable wearing a mask. And there's a dude next to me on this plane who's coughing, and I feel very happy that I have a mask on right now. Uh, I just think mm. if you're worried about getting COVID, do yourself a favor, just wear a mask. Like, it, no one is going to stop you from wearing a mask, uh, and uh, even if people do, around you won't do it, just do it. If that makes you feel more comfortable, I think it's just absolutely worth doing um 
what I would say in terms of con recovery, uh, I would say don't fly back to LA and do and record several more episodes of a podcast because that's tough. Um, Jasper, this feels like pretty specific advice. It does feel, that does feel very specific and I don't it's actually know why specific. I gave that because that's a ridiculous situation <laughs> that no one would do. So I apologize. Let me retract that. <laughs> because even if someone found themselves in that situation, no one would do it, right? No one no, would no, really no, do no it. No one would actually follow through with it uh, and also schedule some like meetups and stuff during the day that would be uh, foolish um no so i think my general advice would be just like go easy on yourself and allowing yourself to like you know i always used to find this a bit um my wife like loves like you know once we've been somewhere during the day and stuff she'll like want to sit for like an hour or two and just like go through all the pictures i always used to be like oh why why are we doing this it feels like a bit you know we were just there you know um but i do think it helps actually i do think it kind of you know going back through reminding yourself of all the fun stuff i think it just like adds it's sort of like a a little mini lift you know it's like Mm. the crash is really hard so just like give yourself that little mini lift like go back through your pictures remember little moments and little things that happened uh you know drop someone a message and say hey i hope you're recovering okay uh, just wanted to say I had a great time. Whatever feels like appropriate for you to, you know, to do. But I just think if you can give yourself those little like those little bumps, uh, that kind of like remind you of the event and everything, might just like smooth the 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 breakdown. And then you know, just take some time, relax, chill out. Like True. it's it's a lot. It's like so much stimulus. You know, just go sit in a dark room, have a bath. Uh, you know, whatever it is. yeah that's the move right is like no matter when you take your flight whether you flew out in a red eye because you wanted to get home asap or you decided to drive or you decided to give yourself some extra time just hanging out in the hotel uh and then you're kind of doing you're you're kind of spending one more day just on travel you gotta give yourself 24 hours to do nothing. And yeah. I'm saying this as someone who didn't do that, and that ma- and I'm very unhappy about oh, it. Oh, I did. Like, I did. Yeah, it's really good. It was really good, actually. I did I did exactly uh, that. I, I gave myself some. I'm just, like, at home right now, just chilling in my in my hot tub. Uh, uh, no, Jasper, we established that you did something very stupid, and you didn't do that. I, I, don't, think think you, I don't think you're talking to me. I don't think you're talking about me. <laughs> like, I don't know who you're talking about, Eric, but it's not me. If you can... Take a day off because you probably got home on Sunday night or Monday. Mm. So take a day off of work if you can. I know that you think, no, I can't. I got to get back to my regular life immediately and I'll figure it out. I'll kick it down the road. Take the time off immediately. Even just like to sit and do nothing but drink water and drink tea with lemon and honey in it. That's and do all a face you have mask. to do. You know what I mean? Do like oh, yeah. get, get some skincare in there because like – like boy you know what i mean conventions a lot of people a lot of stuff going like you know it's just like ugh, mucky hotels just get get, get some skincare in there that's important um yeah I, I think this is important though i was just thinking about this eric this is like the same thing with holidays everyone always because yes. they're like oh i don't use it too much on my holiday i get that but if you're paying all this money to go on holiday take a day or two off when you get back because if you mm-hmm. don't you're just gonna un all the relaxation all the gentle, calming, beautiful relaxation you found is going to be instantly f***ed with when you have to get up and travel into work on Monday morning. You know what I mean? If you make that Wednesday, like, and you take Monday and Tuesday to just get yourself back in the swing, do some washing, you know, do your laundry, just do a little sweep of the house, get the house nice and tidy, watch some TV, catch up on some stuff, maybe catch up some personal emails, make sure your bills are taken care of, all of that stuff. I guarantee you that Wednesday morning... 
It's going to feel, you're going to feel like a new person. So don't rush back from holiday either. It, that's a, kind of an interesting way to frame it. Cause it's like, that is really what we just did, right? Like mm. we went on vacation to yeah. a work. We went to a work thing for vacation. Yes. We got on a plane. We're staying in a hotel or an Airbnb or someone's couch or someone's spare room. And then we like did something that's different for a while and we spent mm-hmm. a bunch of money and we ate out a lot. And yes. then we came home. Like it is vacation. Like that yeah. is, even though we worked through it. So taking that time, I think, is really, really important just to get your mind right. Like I like that I'm back in New York. It did take me a minute to get back. I feel like I was, I've been away for the longest amount of time that I have since 2020. So I'm just like, Oh yeah, I did miss all this stuff. And yeah, by the end of, by the end of my trip, I really wanted to be home. Um, but then I kind of had to like get back into the swing of like your home, my hometown, um, and like my house. So I think that stuff's really important. I can't explain how excited I am to be home, Eric. Like (laughs) the idea of my own bed, the idea of seeing my wife, the idea of uh, cooking a meal. Mm. Oh my god! Oh, oh, please, just let me chop up some veggies. Please. I made eggs this morning, and I'm no. like, "Fuck yeah, dude! No. Fuck yes!" I can't, I can't hear that. I'm not. I'm not in an emotionally stable enough place to hear. That I'm, you cook sorry. I'm sorry. I'm <laughs> sorry. Ugh! Incredible. Uh, I want to give a special shout out to buying presents at the thing you're doing at the convention and bringing it to the people you're going to because then it gives you an excuse to see your friends or your family or make sure make your like your loved one who you live with extra excited to see you because you gave them a present and be like I was thinking about you. Mm-hmm. I think that worked. I think I worked really well. Uh, when I was in Los Angeles before San Francisco, we went to the Huntington Gardens, which is this massive, massive like garden estate. And they had a gift shop and there was a little uh stuffed plant a little stuffed succulent with a little smiley face that i got for amanda and i gave it to amanda and she was like wow and i was like yeah there it is yeah good good but yeah man it it was great i mean that's that's all i all i really wanted was to like meet people i feel like it's been i feel so divorced from everything just from being online like this so just like meeting people was nice and then you got to come down from it but like the whole point of you being there is to continue that relationship Mm-hmm. Like, yes. You just got to yes. get back into the swing of it. Yeah, no, it makes a huge difference. And like, I, I, you know, I was so excited to go the first time and I, I was so, so pleasantly surprised by how good the event uh, itself is. And truly. I truly feel like they're going to have to bar me, I think, from going every single year. Like it, 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 it will just be a yearly thing, you know, now. I mean, that sounds great. You know, truly, it's just, it, it's great. And also I feel like I want to, go back and if i'm in a position to i want to like you know give back to the the, the scholarship tract and and you know help yeah. new people as they come through because honestly if you're like someone or a company that is like you know if, if you're if you have any kind of like link to this industry and you want to or you're a part of like dni initiatives or whatever and you're trying to make a difference i really recommend like contacting people at Big Bad Con and seeing if there's a way that your company could donate or they can get involved or they can be at the, you know, these meet and greets and offer opportunities. Even in other industries, I don't think there is a better, like a better thing than this. It's great. Yeah. I, the first thing I saw was I flipped to the sponsors section. I'm like, oh yeah, we can give $5,000 to this. That sounds absolutely great. Yeah. I extremely <laughs> want to do it next year. You're a hundred percent correct. Yeah. Hell yeah. All right, Jasper, you want to answer a a regular question? I would love to. All right. This is from Chicken or Salmon, he, him. 
Since I turned 30, I have found myself attending lots of friends' weddings. That Mm. means lots of times at big tables chatting with friends, friends of friends, or complete strangers. Usually, there's a point after the main course where the energy dips and conversations lag and things get a little bit boring. What are some games or other ways one could play with one's table to keep the party atmosphere alive? Ooh, this is interesting. Yeah, how do you get around post big dinner lull, right? Because that's what it is. This is, right? This is everyone's full. Everyone's probably starving because, you know, you have all the ceremony and the speeches and the whatever. And so everyone's like absolutely, you know, ready for this meal. Everyone wolfs it down. How do you get around that post lull? Uh, I think there's an individual one that I can think of, which is like, see if you can find out where like everyone is from, but you're not allowed to ask the same question twice. Ooh, that's interesting. I haven't heard of that one. Like set yourself a little goal of like trying to get like a specific piece of information out of every single person at the table, but you're not allowed to ask. So if say if I'm sat next to Eric, I say, hey, Eric, where are you from? Where are you coming from today? Oh, you know, I'm coming from New York. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, oh, great, perfect, boop, one on the list. Okay, great. And then the next person, I'm like, uh, hey, how long was your flight actually in into town today? Nice. You know what I mean? Like something yeah, like yeah. that. So it's like the idea is that you just have to keep going, asking just a slightly different question of each person at the table, because that will probably also spark more conversation, uh, you know, at some point, because like other people will then chime in and be like, oh, my flight was this long or, uh, you know, oh, who's come from the furthest, guys? You know, uh, like a little general open question to everyone. I feel like that's the kind of thing that I would probably do just to keep myself entertained because I'm very much like you and I'm like, I can't sit in awkwardness. I just, I hate it with a passion. (laughs) So I have to try and, you know, it usually just ends up with me clowning uh, for the table and being, you know, being like, hey, look how entertaining and fun this is. Yeah, this is great. Okay. Uh, So that's one, that's one (laughs) thought I have. Do you have anything? No, I like that. I'm trying to scry if this person is there by themselves or like going with a partner. I wonder, it seems like this person is riding solo. So I think that this is a real opportunity to look cool and hopefully like kiss someone if that's what you're into at weddings. So Mm. I think that just like, yeah, anything that kind of just keeps conversation going. I think just asking people like about sports or games. I mean, that's the whole thing about this podcast, right? Is that like Mm -hmm. lots of people like games and stuff. So like, I wouldn't even try to play a game necessarily. I think just like, remember that people probably like the same thing you do and just aren't extrovert, not even extroverted enough, but like aren't compelled enough to like keep the conversation going. People would kind of just not, would rather just not put themselves out there and just be awkward. I think just as much the flip side as Jasper will put himself out there and look like a goof just yes. to avoid, uh, just to avoid awkwardness. But yeah, awkwardness. just be like, hey, is everyone excited for the Switch 2? Everyone, anyone heard any news about that? Who's your favorite Super Smash Brothers character? Uh, things like that, I think yeah. is basic. Going with the TV wreck, you know, uh, most mm. people, if you're like, oh, has anyone seen uh, that, like, you know, new blah 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 like you know whatever the, the series is and then mm-hmm. most of the people will probably say no but they'll be willing to listen they'll be like oh okay but what's it about you know what i mean mm-hmm. like they'll want to like they'll want to get the information and then someone else will probably pop up with a tv wreck and then boom look at this we're all talking about tv and i guess and, and also you know like eric said you'll get to a point where someone's gonna say something someone's gonna let something slip and you're gonna be like oh dang you like the same sports team as me 
Well, yeah. there's the rest of my evening sorted. And and later on, we're going to kiss. This is going to be so great. We're going to kiss on the lips. Ooh, <laughs> we're going to kiss here and hopefully later. Um, Something I was thinking about was like, if you want to prepare a little bit ahead of time, you could put together a bingo card, uh, which I think might be pretty good. <laughs> I think the only thing about this is that people get too mean too fast with strangers <laughs> about like clowning on your friend. And I think that just like really try to take the temperature on the wingo card to be like haha these are fun things about the couple that we know plus like regular wedding stuff like don't go too hard into the couple of being like oh brian's gonna fucking fart in front of everyone because he's such a farter like just (laughs) make sure to just be like an uncle will do something embarrassing not anyone's specific uncle just be like uncle embarrassing maybe put that on the bingo card I feel like you'd have to read the vibe of the wedding, uh, just because, like, yeah. I know, for instance, if someone had bust out bingo cards at my at our wedding, my wife would have been like, excuse me, we're providing the entertainment, can you please put those away? Oh, yeah, you got to <laughs> keep it secret. I feel like there's certain weddings, though, it would have been, like, absolutely would have made a ton of sense to do that. Uh, <laughs> See, Jasper, secret bingo card, though, do not show anyone. The point is, it's, it's big secret. Yeah, l- least of all bride and group. Do not let them yeah. see the bingo card. <laughs> wow, uh, it says there's a whole row devoted to how I look stupid on my special day. Great, great. Why is there a, it says long-term bingo card, and it says how long will they stay together? That doesn't feel like a good thing to have brought to this wedding, I'll be honest. Seems like you could have kept um, that in your car or the hotel. So doesn't or seem like or better yet, just wherever running. you came from. Where did you fly in from, though, just out of interest? <laughs> did, you, did you come from far or... <laughs> <laughs> why why do you want to <laughs> if, if if i was if i was to go find these bingo cards in your house what state would that be in uh hey um why does it, why does it say eric is gonna tell the story about jasper where he pooped himself that feels really specific and not like some and feels like something you control i don't think this is a very fair bingo card yeah and also just like it feels like there's like no truth into anything that you've just like that you're talking about there like that just like that's never happened so i don't know why that would be on a bingo card um hey why does the middle say free space eric sucks that feels really rude it does feel really really rude this Doesn't is good ply though cheap. where did you yeah source this paper from i'm guessing from <laughs> near so where you live um, are you from like a paper town like what's are it, you from like it, a yeah. place that's good paper you from like one of those big paper paper towns uh, oh so you work at a paper mill uh is it what, one of the big paper mills that the, yeah you, you like is it like canada you got those big redwoods or whatever up there is that what you're because it just feels like really good paper it just feels like solid <laughs> see jasper we talked about this how you're now that you're at big bad con you're forbidden from doing like lying games like werewolf, and we—I think that we've established that it's because you don't change your inflection when you're joking. But I don't know why I would. But it's not about. I agree with you. I think that the best mm. liars are convinced they they don't change. But like, this is why people are freaked out about you. Mm-hmm. That's not the the thing we're not talking about is whether or not Jasper is a good liar. We're talking about why are people afraid of you after they play werewolf with you? Oh, it's because I'm psychotic and I will do it. I'll <laughs> yes. do everything to win. Um. I, uh, I I did get to play uh, a very brief game of Wolves of Merca, I think, I believe it's called. Um, uh, check it out. It's basically like extreme werewolf. Uh, there's just like lots of elements to it. There's only one werewolf, but then like everyone else is something. So there's like these cultists, there's like an arsonist, there's like all these different Ooh. roles and they all like, interact with each other. And then you have like a daytime cycle and a nighttime cycle and you have different actions and things like that that you can do. It's really, really, really fun. I would highly recommend giving it a, a go. 
I, I literally had a, a very similar experience where at the end of the game, uh, I became a ghost. So once you die, you become a ghost. But just because you mm. become a ghost doesn't mean that you can't win the game or that you can't carry on playing. And Oh, I love that. I formed a little sort of a, a tri-alliance of ghosts. I said, we've all got powers. This is my power. What's your powers? We went around, got the powers. Okay, great. Like I was like, look, listen, I think there's a world in which we can win. We can all three of us win this game. Um, it, let's just all tell each other what our win conditions are. And so we went round and everyone told me their win conditions. And I lied about my win condition. You and- motherfucker. <laughs> are you kidding me? <laughs> this is why you're forbidden. Two strangers. Did you play? Were you playing with strangers? No, but wait, here. Here's the kicker. Here's the kicker. I told... The, the ghost with the power to kill people, my wooden condition, which is that I needed a certain person to die before the end of the mm. game. Oh, no, sorry, I needed a certain person to stay alive. And then on the final round, that ghost looked me in the eye and kills that person. And I did a whole crestfallen, you know, how could you, you know, ah, oh, you've betrayed me. And then at the end of the game, uh, we were going around seeing who had won. And I walked calmly up to this person and I said, I knew you would betray me but it's fine because I won <laughs> and I lied about my win condition. And maybe that was psychotic and maybe they have trust issues because they did their, they did their betrayal out in the open. Like it's a fun little joke. I didn't, I snuck around the back. I drove the knife in and I pushed him off the side of the cliff. <laughs> See Jasper, first of all, one, was this with strangers? Did they know you? Who I have never met this man before in my life. Never okay, great. So that, that's the first question that once again, this is the crux of the issue. One, that's awesome. And two, you're very good at this. But three, this is psychotic behavior. <laughs> like, they're they're happening at the same time. You did a good job, but also you're a psycho. It's, 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 I think what it is, it's like, the, it's like combining sports competitiveness with like, yeah. at like elite level drama school training. <laughs> no, I know. I'm just saying that like, this is kind of the crux of one of our, like, imagine this is an advice question. It's like, I want to win, but I'm worried my girlfriend's family will think I'm crazy. What should I do? Like you're, it's just the trade off. You know what I mean? It's a tough, it's a tough thing to, to balance. Yeah. I think it's just a very easy, it's a very easy decision to make though. Do win, win above all. If you if your girlfriend's family's weak enough, you know what I mean? <laughs> to not respond to that, then, then you didn't need them in the first place. Go get yourself a new life partner, my guy. All right. Like, we're, I, I'm cutting this off. We're done. We're done. Jasper is putting himself too much in a hole. Cut, cut, Misha, cut the tape. Hole, cut the tape. Hole. Cut the tape. I don't see a hole. I just see <laughs> a, an empty pit filled with the bodies of my enemies, Eric. <laughs> Misha, cut the tape. Cut the tape. <laughs> Games and Feelings is produced by Eric Silver and edited and mixed by Misha Stanley. The theme music is Return to French Toast Castle by Jeff Bryce, and the art was created by Jessica Boyd. Find transcripts for this episode and all episodes at our website, gamesandfeelings.com. Until next time, press X to enjoy the podcast.